0: Hello love, before we get into today's episode, if you want even more glittery goodness bang for your buck, well then you need to head to glitterball.plus where you can subscribe for just $7 a month. You'll get first listen access to all your glitterball favourites, ad-free listening as well as exclusive podcasts just for glitterball plus subscribers. You can head to glitterball.plus today to get all that and more for just $7 a month. Let's get into today's show. Can you hear that? It's the sound of sleigh bells because it's the end of the year and we're here to continue a festive tradition with the second annual Glittery Awards, the podcast rap slash award show of everything pop culture, brought to you by Glittery Goodness. I'm so excited to do this again. The categories for this year's awards are Best Single and Album of the Year, Best Eurovision performance. Best Beauty Brand of the Year. Also returning this year, the most memorable general reality TV moment and the most what-the-fuck reality TV moment. And the most memorable and what-the-fuck drag race moments. So, let's dive straight into our categories, starting with Best Single of the Year. Alright, so our honourable mentions this year are 5D by Queen Herbie, I Love Queen she has had such a enormous output in the past couple of years and just continues to go from strength to strength and is such a hype woman for her entire community. I'm such a fan. And she's just a general content powerhouse and it's incredible to see. But 5D, one of her most recent songs, is in Incredible, I love it. Up next is a song by Swedish powerhouse Benjamin Ingrosso. I love him. This is so slinky, kind of disco Swedish pop. It's called Heart of Glass and it is a bop. Just an incredible, incredible song. But that brings us to our number one. And it is the powerhouse, the global phenomenon that is Mr. Harry Styles and the track As It Was. This song has been with me so much this year through so much and I just love it. I'm so grateful for this song and for the album Harry's House in general and I just, I love it on it's time for album of the year the honorable mentions in this category we are starting off with a heavyweight and that is taylor swift and the *Midnights* album look taylor has just been churning out music like no tomorrow and *Midnights* is solid i like it bejeweled would probably be my favorite but it's an honourable mention for me this year because I haven't spent that much time with it. Our next honourable mention is another new album on the block but has been with me a lot in the last week and a bit. It has to be purely because of just how long it's taken for this to get to our ears. People You Love by Andy Bull. I adore Andy Bull and his album Seal of Approval. Uh, was a mainstay in my playlist for so long when it was released back in like 2014 and it's so lovely to have Andy back in like a complete album package and this is really a complete album package. It's gorgeous, his vocals are stunning just wonderful I sound like that Lady Gaga meme but I truly I mean it, it's so beautiful go and listen to it if you haven't already The final honourable mention for this category is Trixie Mattel's the Pink and Blonde albums. These albums are so special to me because I saw Trixie and Cartier live this year and it was honestly one of the highlights of my year. And the album is linked to that, especially the single Hello, Hello. I love it. I just freaking love it. And we've made it to our winner, the album of the year for me this year. And this might shock some of you isn't Harry's house you got an honourable mention. It is Concrete Flower by my beloved Lithuanian boys, The Roop. This album is gorgeous. It's heartfelt. They've done it again. It includes their Eurovision hit, Disco Tech. It includes their original Eurovision hit, On Fire, and is just a tour de force. I can't recommend it enough. Go and have a listen if you haven't. That's Concrete Flower by The Roop. Moving on from music... Or sort of. It's time for the best Eurovision performance of the year. Up next, it is best Eurovision performance of the year. The honourable mentions for this year are Subwoofer for Norway with Give That Wolf a Banana. This song is an earworm. The performance is incredible. And we are yet to find out the identity of the people behind the infamous Yellow... (laughs) outfits. They're wolves, but who really are they? Maybe we'll never know. Also, an honorable mention has to be Chanel for Spain with slow-mo and that incredible, incredible dance break. Just what an icon, incredible. And our final honorable mention goes to our winners, Kalush Orchestra from the Ukraine because the performance was beautiful, was very moving. And a well-deserved victory, even if I had another country I was barracking for the win. And maybe they might just take out this category. I am, of course, talking about Serbia and Constructor with her wonderful, wonderful performance. You going to do it with me? Let's do it with me. Bit is drabber. Bit is draba. Bit, 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 bit is draba. Honestly, I love this song so much, and she's such an icon with her global hand-washing PSA. Not to mention the shout-out that uh, Meghan Markle got, which I'm sure would have thrilled the royals. Let's move on now to the best of beauty for the year. The honourable mentions for this category are a little interesting, all right? I'm just going to watch. He was our winner last year, but demoted to an honourable mention this year purely because it still doesn't ship to me. Styles. Is Harry Styles' brand pleasing? Because I'm not pleased. Moving swiftly on. Another honourable mention has to be the New Zealand, I think? New Zealand-based nail polish brand, Kesta Black, because I have found some colours that I really love within their brand this year, and the nail polish is beautiful, The nail care is also beautiful, and as you may have gathered, I am a big nail polish fan, so there you go. But that brings us to our winner for the beauty category, and this is a brand that has been a revolution to me, I spoke about it earlier in the year, and it's held true, it's held true, I love it, is Verso, the Swedish skincare brand. Bougie, but simple, and honestly, I feel like my skin is in the best condition it has been in probably for the last couple of years. I feel like, hopefully, I look better than I did at the start of the year, at least skincare-wise, because your boy's stressed, okay?
1: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June.
0: We are back, and my God, what a year 2022 was for reality television. There's a few moments that spring to mind this year for me that need mentioning. So we are going to start off with the most what-the-fuck moments of 2022, because we need to talk, okay? Up first is just the entire season of Channel 10's The Traitors. What a goddamn mess that was. Don't even get me started on Roger Cursor as that host. This was some budget murder mystery bullcrap if I've ever seen it. Please don't renew this, or if you do take heed from the UK version because we're going to talk about that, trust and believe. Another honourable mention has to be... How do I put this? It's got to be basically just Channel 10 in general, but I am going to surmise this by saying, uh uh-oh, ship sinking, and by that I mean... The Real Love Boat. The only thing that fared worse, well, we'll get there, but The Real Love Boat, I had such high hopes for it. I was even, you guys would have seen, I was even doing social content for it because I was like, this concept is cool, the cast looked intriguing. I was like, great, good. But that was a disaster. I think the only thing that's been... Potentially worse This year that's been made is probably Heartbreak Island. That was a 7 plus exclusive and there's a reason for that. Um, terrible, 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 terrible. But that brings us to the winner of the what the fuck category for reality TV this year. And it's got to be the challenge... Channel 10, I don't know what they're going to do because their entire programming slate, pretty much, aside from Survivor and What I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here is just crashing and burning. They've moved The Bachelor to January and I'm like, oh, dear God, they are already in a hole and I am kind of concerned that they won't be able to dig themselves out. But I guess we'll see. Up next is the most memorable moments of reality TV this year for me. Now, this one's a little bit of an interesting mix because I have to be honest with you, figuring out this show this year has been a little bit of a challenge. My memory is not as great as it used to be, so the New Year's resolution is to break out the Lumosity and work on the brain but there are a couple of standouts. I mentioned it a minute ago. I have fallen in love with the UK version, not the Australian, the UK version of Traders. Now, I haven't seen the end yet. I'm about midway through. So please, if you have no spoilers, but also if you haven't, go and find it online and watch this show. It is made by Studio Lambert, the original makers of The Circle And my God, they've done it again. They have done it again. And this show is so good and so addictive. And the cast is great. Speaking of great casts, another honourable mention has to go, and this might surprise you, to Snowflake Mountain on Netflix. I binged all of this recently. And the cast is great. There is a lot of tears. There is a lot of tantrums. It is so good. So, so good. But I think that brings us to our winning moment of the year. Oh, actually, no, hang on. I have one more honourable mention. And I can't give this one the win because I'm a little bit biased. But the season of the block that we had this year, Tree Change was absolutely incredible some might say the best in a few years or at least look, some meaning me just incredible cast, great drama and for a show that spans like 50 episodes every episode pretty much with like the exception of two or three was a much must watch for me Just absolutely incredible. And that brings us to our most memorable moment. And that has to be The Mole coming back from the reality TV grave with a bang. This is such a successful reboot, re-reviving, re Just It feels so fresh and so new and so bold. I loved every second of that season. And again, it was must-watch TV. Just absolutely incredible. Uh, And I'm really hoping we get some more of it. And look, I had a bit of a crush on Will, the winner. So I'm hoping he pops up somewhere else on Netflix because that man is beautiful. And just like that, we have made it to our final two categories of the year, the drag race section of this walk down memory lane of the year that was. And we're going to start with the most memorable. Now, look, there has been so much drag race this year that I'm honestly, I'm in need of a nap, but we're not going to get it because... In case you forgot. Drag Race Time Machine is back from January 3rd. So I'm gonna it's gonna be a power nap. It's gonna be a disco nap, okay? But back but back to business. Let's talk most memorable moments. And I have to give a big, big shout out. the entire cast of Drag Race Down Under Season 2 because this season is probably one of the most memorable of the entire year and it's streets ahead aside from the terrible lighting for the judges of the original season it honestly feels like what the original season should have been like production value wise And the cast is also fabulous. Another memorable moment for me has to be just Drag Race España. Now, look, Drag Race España was a breakout hit of the Glitteries last year. And to be honest, not much has changed. The entire season was so, so strong. They just have a way of doing it that is unlike pretty much any, and I would say even the main original franchise, there is so much heart and joy and love in this show, but there is also equally so much drama. It is beyond pretty much anything I've seen. The only thing that tops it for me is Drag Race, Thailand, rest in peace. Um because that was just a complete, utter beast and other beast as well. So let's move on to our most memorable moment. And I promise you this time it is actually a moment. And actually it's a very, very small moment. It has to be the moment that Kerry Colby walked into the workroom in season 14 and was asked who her drag mother was. This has stuck with me all through this year because of the podcast Alright Mary. I love, love, love them and they use used to this on the soundboard but it is so funny to me and I also find it hysterical that lo and behold Kerry Colby's drag mother the icon that is Sasha Colby is also on season 15. But it's so, so funny to me. I... I, I just, it's really, the shooketh that was in the room when the words Sasha Colby were uttered was so funny. And I'm really curious to see how the season 15 queens react when she's in the room as well. But friends, 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 we have made it to the final category of this walk down somewhat patchy memory lane I'm sorry, okay look, the brain's not what it used to be but we are on to the most what the fuck drag race moments of the year, and look, we're a little bit spoiled for choice because there have been some clangers this year, good god but as with every year, some things never change the judging on Canada's drag race What the fuck The judging on all stars What the fuck But our first What the fuck Moment Has to be Beverly Kills In Down Under 2 And those confessionals Of being the professor of drag If you will Girl Girl Give it a rest Like, seriously, shut up. Okay, so my second is kind of a smaller issue I have, but it's an issue nonetheless, and it combines two Drag Race franchises, Drag Race Italia and Drag Race France. Why do they insist on capping every section with a title card? It is the most infuriating thing as a Drag Race viewer. I'm like, we get it. We know what's coming. We know the format. And surely, while I can sort of understand it for France, with Italia, we've been here, we've done this before. Why are we still caption ending it all? Like, can you just not? It makes no sense. And thus, we have made it to our final prize for this evening. Slash day, whenever you're listening to this. But it is going to Seasons 14. Seasons 14? You know what? I would have taken that out, but it's Christmas, so have a blooper. Merry Festivus. Now, look, back to what I was saying. It's going to Season 14's It's Chocolate Twist. I'm sorry, but this was pointless. Absolutely and utterly pointless. I eat. We must pray to the drag gods that you have the chocolate to save you. Like, the fuck? What kind of Willy Wonka nonsense is this? Look, it made for a fun promo, sure. But it was everything. What? And the overly dramatic sore music. Like, what? I'm sorry, what? I would have preferred, um, pretty much anything. over. I was just like, the hell is this nonsense? But with that, my dears, we have reached the end of another Glitteries. We made it. We made it to the end of the year... I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful festive break, however long it is. I hope it's full of joy in whatever small way. If you're spending it on your own, please know I am thinking of you. Hopefully it isn't too bad. Hopefully you all have a very safe and calm start to the new year. But hey, we're not done for the year yet because I've got a little surprise. Oh, sorry. I've got a little trick up my sleeve. Thanks, Eve6000. But more about that when I drop it. So I hope you enjoyed this festive treat. Little surprise Christmas Day in Australia. Drop. So much love to all of you. Thank you for being here this year. I know it's been a little bit rocky, but I'm so... So, so grateful for all of you this year. We have smashed some unexpected goals with the pod. We literally just smashed 2,000 downloads since I moved the show to ACAS earlier in the week. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. We are now over like 3,000 downloads, and that is, I can't tell you the shriek I let out when I saw that so thank you, thank you, thank you and I'm so excited to bring you more of what you love in the new year I have so much in my head and there is really not enough time in a week so we're kind of sitting out the crop, if you will of things I'd like to do uh, in the new year but I can't wait to bring you more of what you love and thank you, thank you, thank you for being here even when life gets a bit weird. So I just appreciate you so much and I hope you have a wonderful festive break, whatever you're doing. So much love to all of you and I'm going to shut up before I keep rambling. But just know that I love you and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.